Welcome to Breakfast with Candles podcast. Simply put, this is a podcast that explores John Hughes films. On this week's episode, we discuss Flubber. Enjoy! Everybody, <laughs> we're back at it again. Whoa, the plans have changed, Luke. Yes, plans have changed a little bit. For the people eagerly expecting yep. a swashbuckling adventure. <laughs> Unfortunately, we were not able to make that happen. No, sorry. Yeah, we tried. We really did. Nathan Hayes is a movie that is elusive, to say the least. Yeah. Maybe one day. Maybe one day. Maybe we'll try to come back. I don't know. We'll do a... (laughs) But this week has been replaced with Flubber as you probably heard in the intro already. Yes. Flubber (laughs) is There's really no reason for us to sit here and tease it. (laughs) (laughs) What's it going to be? What's it going to be? What do you think? Starts with an F. Oh my God. I hope it's Flubber. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Well, it is Flubber. So you're right. (laughs) Thought we wouldn't get here, Luke, but we did it. Yeah, we're doing flubber we went after further all. into the '90s than we had talked about going before. I think yeah. we were at like '96 before. Now we've we've hit '97. Oh God! <laughs> oh, the fateful year. Yeah, I don't know why, but I don't know why it's fateful. <laughs> but Independence Day, who knows? So flubber, based off the absent-minded professor. Uh, this is the 1997 Disney's second take at it. <laughs> Actually, third, isn't that because it was like Son of Flubber, like way back? Yeah, they, they did like the, the whole thing, how everyone was copying the Frankenstein sequel titles. Yeah. And so, yeah. yeah, Son of Flubber was a thing. And I think I think I actually saw both those movies like way back. I don't think I saw Son of Flubber. I definitely saw The Absent-Minded Professor, but Flubber. Did you used Flubber? to go to the library and get those old movies? Those yeah. old Disney movies from the, like, what, 60s, 70s? Oh yeah, this I don't know. Just Shaggy old. Dog, the Two Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, Twenty Thousand yeah, Leagues yeah. Under the Sea, and uh, Swiss World's Family Strongest Robinson. Man. World, yeah, all those Kurt World's Russell, Smartest ones. Man, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, where he like got the computer sucked into his head somehow. Yeah, this was an era of a lot of those movies being remade. Tim Allen's the Shaggy Dog. Yeah. We got Christopher Lloyd and my favorite Martian. So they're yeah. doing it <laughs> to varying <laughs> success. <laughs> I don't know. Those were weird movies. Yeah. Yeah. Strange, and strange movie. And this is one of them. <laughs> they, they all have, honestly, they kind of have like a similar feel almost. I don't know what it is, but like, you know, and they also did that darn cat. Oh my gosh. There's so many. Yep. I think that one of the more successful ones were the, uh, the Lindsay Lohan ones, like uh, freaky Friday and the parent trap. Those, well, that was a little later. That was a little later. That was in the like, late nineties. That was kind of continuing 2000s. the tradition of those old movies. Exactly. Yeah. We haven't seen one of those. The in old a while. parent trap. Yeah. That was kind of in that, that old era. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. The Haley mills or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it was it's like Chitty Chitty Bang Bang was kind of in that time. Too. Exactly. This, this is an era where there's just so much. Like you, the Disney Plus. This is kind of a kind of dates the podcast. The, these will probably all be there, right? Yeah, they just released the list, and like so many of these, I was like, oh my gosh, they made so many live action movies between like ones that you've just forgot about. Oh my goodness, yeah. You like think like that their live action success started relatively recently, yeah. but oh my goodness, it's ever, crazy. 
so many. So yeah, it's crazy how far back. I don't think people realize like those movies, those live action movies, like date back decades. Oh my gosh! Like yeah. people think of like stuff that happened in like eighties, nineties, but man, there's stuff way back there. And they were pumping them out like all the time. Man. It was just a different time, different time. You know, different types of movies coming out then yeah. than there are now. Like hopefully, I don't think they would make these kind of movies now. Like. They just put a lot more money into their movies now. Absolutely. They, they seem to range between like weird, like kitschy sci-fi sort of stuff like this. And again, yeah. World's Strongest Man. And then like them doing like a novel like, or something. Was it John Carpenter? Yeah. John, it's not Carpenter, right? Well, no, no, John Carter of Mars. Carter, Carter, yeah, yeah, that's like a more recent example of yeah. what they would have done. And what, what's the, the other one that like flopped so bad uh, with the... Uh, hmm. Oprah, Oprah was. Ooh, <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, what was yeah. that one freaking one called? You forgot the title. I forgot the title. It's a based it on a book, so, so it's so bad. But yeah, it's like they made movies like that all the freaking time back in the day, just yeah. constantly, constantly, constantly. It's like there's no Marvel or Star Wars to supplement it. No rules. It. No rules. <laughs> no laws. You can have like do. ten Davy Crockett sequels, sure. <laughs> and they did. And they well, this is not any of those things. No. <laughs> that was definitely a tangent. But Flubber is based off <laughs> the absent-minded professor was the whole point of all that that we just got into. Yes. And like Jordan said, they based it off the sequel, which was Son of Flubber. Which, yeah, I don't know if I'd recommend going back and watching <laughs> this. Yeah. They're just really goofy, and they're of a different time, as as we've talked about. Many of these old movies are. It's easy to be like, oh, man, when you're watching a remake, oh, the, the classic did it so much. And honestly, yeah, I don't know about like, that. It's not always the case. <laughs> yeah, this is this. I would say maybe this one was marginally better. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're, it's it's all it's all goofy. So, yeah, this this was directed by Les Mayfield. Uh, don't know him. Uh, Samuel W. Taylor helped in the writing. He wrote a short story called The Situation of Gravity, which then, I guess, John Hughes based his screenplay off of for this movie. And starring Robin Williams, obviously, uh, Marcy Gay Harden, which I assume is the lady that ends up marrying him. Sarah, yeah. And our boy Christopher McDonald. He's back, baby. Back from Dutch. Oh, Gavin. <laughs> Shooter McGavin, man. <laughs> that's just like, that's the most iconic role for me, for him, for some reason. Yeah, he's just the... I guess I just really like that movie, so... Yeah. Yeah, Happy Gilmore is what we're talking about. It's a good movie. The cackling, douchey prep villain from that movie. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's see. So, I guess let's get into the box office numbers. What are you guessing here, Jordan? Right. 97, we're now, yet again, the furthest into the history that we've been. Closest to current time, I guess I mean. It's crazy, because like, I think this is the first one we've talked about that must have some sort of CGI budget. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So Definitely. this must be much higher. It's got people who've done things before this, too. Got Robin Williams, yeah. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> I feel like the lady was in some stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she wasn't a big star or anything, but. I'd no. seen her somewhere else. Yeah, it'll maybe it'll come to me sometime during the the podcast. But yeah, definitely a familiar face here. Um, I'm gonna guess probably about what sixty sixty five million. Sorry, I was looking at what she. <laughs> it's also important um, information well, too. That, that, all that stuff that that's listed was well after this movie. So it's eighty million. Whoa, I was which is way estimated. Lower. So I guess they didn't have the exact figures from the studio. Do you think that most of that was Robin Williams' money or? 
what do you, what do you think? Or do you think that's I don't like know, man. just that's a good question. He's pretty he's really big right now. Like yeah. you think you got him and you got a movie at this point in his career. I always find that interesting what percentage, you know, the big star takes out of the budget. Yeah, I'm I would guess like 10% maybe. Yeah, often. I think like, like something like that. Now we're seeing like outrageous figures like from people like Robert Robert Downey Jr. and like yeah. Avengers, but back then it wasn't as known as like people getting like that enormous. You think amount. he's taking ten percent now? Or more than ten percent? Hmm, I don't know. It's hard to say. You mean Robert We're, we're talking like <laughs> We're talking like a solo Iron Man. Like you think he would take hmm. what what would be your guess? I mean, I could guess that he <laughs> probably would make a mill out of this, like a million or something like that, or close to it, a hundred, a few hundred thousand. I mean, I, I, I don't know. He's in a lot of movies, so it's hard to say that he's I, that. I would demanding. guess actually higher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That's. I mean, that's not an insane amount to get for sure. But I would guess he would make several million at, at this point, at least hmm. per movie. How much did it make? How did it earn that? <clears throat> so opening weekend, it got twenty six point seven. 26 okay um it opened huh. in november so that doesn't sound too dangerous not kind of the boom time for box office no it's kind of a thanksgiving opening back then i think i feel like movies had a much longer theater outing than now these days where it's like three months and you're like on blu-ray yeah. or something all these things would be interesting I, I like looking at numbers and how like yeah you know box office trends have changed over the years that'd be, that'd be interesting to know um, gross U.S. it made ninety two point nine. Oh, okay. So it barely made back a little bit over its budget in the yeah, U.S. It, I'm sure they're happy about this, but well, worldwide it made one hundred seventy seven. So. Okay, they're definitely not upset. And then you know, there's all these DVD sales. So I wonder that that's another good question. I wonder how much more the the movie makes after it's been released onto you know home home release. We don't really hear a lot about that very often. <laughs> yeah. We hear so much about the box office gross. You hear like Endgame like set these crazy standards and then yeah. it's like now, you know, of course it's digital downloads and and Blu-ray sales. I feel and like any time I hear about uh home release sales, it's always in regards to oh, it didn't do good at the box office, but it did really good at yeah. home like Yeah. That's like apparently a thing with like how Firefly was. It didn't do good with their ratings, yeah, but they see that. their box sets sold insane. And so they yeah, gave a lot of a fans, movie. man. Yeah. <laughs> Ravenous fans, too. A uh, thing I noticed here, the intro is that Great Oak Entertainment. Apparently that's because I was very interested in this because when you ever someone like this makes a like a kind of a deal with Disney or gets embedded with Disney a little bit. Should be said, this is our we kind of skip over. Uh, his first outing with Disney, which was the 101 Dalmatians mm-hmm. live action remake. And this is his second and final outing with that company. Yeah. But he had his own production studio for a short amount of time where this is a uh, huge entertainment, right? Oh, uh, well, he, there was that, but he had uh, this uh, great Oaks entertainment, which he founded, which had uh, this is one third of their film library. Wow. So there were two others, which is 101 Dalmatians and Jack. He didn't it's do any just, writing on crazy. that. But, yeah. He really crashed and burned late in his. Right in his career. Yeah, which I guess is why we're not really getting up that far, which is kind of like sputtering no. out. It's kind of sad, so you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It just, it, it it never felt like he like got in his groove and like just like followed that, you know, for 20 years or something like some mm-hmm. directors do. It's like he, he, he like stumbled in the beginning and then like he found, you know, some really good traction, I feel like, in the middle and then he kind of sputtered out. Yeah. 
He has his identity in the 80s. A lot of times when someone's talking about another film, being like, oh, it has kind of a John Hughes film feel to it. Yeah. They don't mean these 90s movies. They mean no. all the 80s movies. And, and they really mean like five movies. Yeah, pretty much, really, to be <laughs> honest, yeah. A lot of the ones we've seen, they don't even <laughs> probably realize he wrote. <laughs> yeah, especially these later ones. Like, yeah. seriously, I was like surprised going into Drill this being Taylor. like... Drill with Taylor, yeah. like holy, what? no one probably knew that. I continuously forget that he's involved with that thing. Yeah. But <laughs> anyways, let's... Um, they have like a silly goof that apparently the airbag was visible when he falls out the window backwards. Oh goodness! To like show off Flubber's capabilities. Oh, I see his failed attempt at wooing Sarah with his yeah. invention. All right, yeah. got it. So yeah, that's that's about it. There's kind of light on the <laughs> trivia. All right, that's it. That's the end of the show. That's oh, it. Yep. wait that's a minute. That's what I mean. Mm, we're talking about the movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's um, let's go through Get it. Get us going, Jordan. Okay, well, it, we set us up. Like, <laughs> I feel like this is an interesting way to give a bit of a plot in a, the beginning of a movie where a paper flies in front of the, <laughs> of the screen showing yeah, the yeah. stakes. <laughs> It's such an old style way of like starting a movie. Oh my God. All the time. Reminds me of like, it's a wonderful life or something. <laughs> yeah. Where you just see a newspaper headline and you're like, Oh, this is what's it's going on a, in the like, movie. 50s thing. It might as well be like a star Wars crawl where it just says what's going yeah. on. But yeah, it said like Honecker threatens to close a school, which there's questions about what that even means. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. It's like, as you a really kid, don't know till about halfway through the movie, what's going on. With not that. at all. Even then I was kind of confused. Yeah. But anyways, we're introduced to our professor with our, his gadgets, I guess, which is kind of always fun. You see the, yeah, uh, you I know, I always love this. It's honey. We shrunk the kids. Honey, we shrunk the kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's back to the future. Yeah. I, it's like, you see it and you're like, Oh, this again. But I was watching. I'm like, ah, I love this stuff. I love it. When movies <laughs> start that way, <laughs> you're seeing breakfast being made by like a Rube Goldberg. And it does machine. a really good job. Yeah. It's <laughs> a good breakfast. It screw up like it normally does. And all these flip, other movies, flip, flip the pancakes. <laughs> exactly. Looks, it looks pretty good. A little on the fake side, but that those pancakes, <laughs> Yeah, very good. But the one thing that did puzzle me is at first he had, like he presses a button to wake up and his garbage can shoots yeah. fifty feet into the air. Like the bags wouldn't fly out. Like what? He's, Why does it have to go out right then too? I think this as we meet the professor. Um, I think we we learn he's a very inconsistent inventor here. Yeah. <laughs> what? All right. I think we learn this later. But what does he teach? Is it is it chemistry? Yeah, no, it's, yeah, chemistry. It's yeah. chemistry. Wow. Because the kid says he's flunking me out of chemistry. That's the, the That's one reason right. I remember. Yeah. Okay, wow. So, <laughs> chemistry, how does he admit all this stuff? <laughs> so weird. Whatever. But, ah, he's a gosh. brainiac. He's a brainiac. But, yeah, I mean, the thing is, is we're introduced, I think, into his, to his greatest invention first thing in the movie. Yeah. Is it freaking uh Jibo. Yeah. Uh, Weeble or something like that. What's it? Jibo. What is it? Jibo or something yeah. like We're introduced to it immediately. And yeah. it's an AI. And it's, an it's insane. It's amazing. <laughs> it's like the smartest computer ever. It everyone It has complete human emotions. It's yeah. crazy. It, it's it's voiced uh, interestingly enough by uh the woman who voices Ariel from the Little Mermaid. So a little Disney in here for you. Mm. It's our only Disney movie we'll talk about. You can so. see that now that you say that. Yeah, so it's Ariel from the Little Mermaid. But, you know, it's... So what we're introduced to immediately, he's talking about the wedding. So apparently Weeble's trying to remind him about the wedding between him and Sarah. Well, well okay, trying. <laughs> like only puts it up when he's like leaning down, looking away. 
Yeah, he has. He's. It's introduced that he has a romance with this woman, and he's like talking about. I'm not. Is there something I'm forgetting? Is there? Is there anything? Anything? Um. Let's see. Uh. No. Um, no. Nothing no, I don't here. Think so. A haircut. That's what it was. Yeah. All right. So I it's guess amazing how important Weibo is to the story. Really? Weibo's like. The cornerstone piece of this story. I haven't seen the original, uh, uh, the absent-minded professor in a very long time, but yeah. this is not a thing from that movie. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think it could have. There been wasn't a movie. floating robot. No, there was not a CGI floating <laughs> robot in that How movie. Strange. But you know, interesting. So, where I guess kind of really here, what I've noticed in the first bit of the movie is they land thick with the whole absent-minded bit. Oh yeah, to varying degrees and. How, okay, so Robin Williams is here doing this thing. What, what do you think of him? What's your impression of him at first? You mean as an actor? or <laughs> Dur- No, just during this first part of the movie where he's kind of doing the absent-minded thing. Because it's something... I, I just... I don't know. I, I really like Robin Williams. I think he gives great performances. So yeah. The, it was probably one of my favorite things about the movie was his performance. He does, like, his darndest for this movie. I think... If it wasn't for him, I th- I feel like he does elevate this movie above this. Like I wouldn't Absolutely. even say this movie, this character. Yeah, because this character would be insufferable. He really, he really for buys for me that he's like a really smart professor. Like he he does sell that well. Yeah, I feel like a lot of the stuff when he explains like the flying car and like what he's doing to the the goo, like obviously like it's dramatized for a movie <laughs> yeah and i'm sure like a lot of it's just malarkey that he's talking about but it does like it's put in a way where it's like oh okay i could kind of see this being you know the way that somebody would do this yeah and he does a good job acting with his eyes as well where yeah. with with the um absent-minded bit because like when someone's telling some telling him something you do kind of get a little bit of the pain behind his eyes but, and yeah. you know, in the whole, like, I'm really trying and I'm actually naive about this, yeah. but I really don't remember. And like, uh, as we find out, this is the third attempt at him actually going to a wedding and marrying his, uh, yeah. his fiance, I guess. Which is another cornerstone part of the story. Big part of the story. Yeah. It's what kind of sets in motion, like all these events. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, how you doing, buddy? <laughs> it's the pug. The podcast is here. <laughs> yeah, and so like uh, for the first bit of this, we get introduced to Sarah, who's kind of, in a way, it seems it seems like she's testing him. Yeah, it's like it's kind of this weird thing where she, she's like talking about him when she's like trying on the dress, like the first part we see her. Yeah, and it really sounds like she just really loves and cares about him, and and the one I, I'm trying to remember how it goes, but I think the one lady says something like. You know, hopefully he comes this time. And she almost seems like she doesn't care that much there. Yeah. But then at lunch when she sees him, it seems like she cares more. And then it's like shows it later how devastating it was. So I don't know. It was kind of a strange like evolution of whatever her emotions were. Maybe she was just kind of lying to herself. I was like, oh, he'll come. I don't I'm not even worry about it. And then like as the day goes, yeah. I guess she gets more worried about it. It's like, I feel like if she really wanted him there, because like, what what wedding works like this? Have you ever been to a wedding where it's like everyone's there with bated breath, hoping the groom just shows up and he's not, yeah. as if he's not involved throughout the day? Like somebody wouldn't just day. drive over there and exactly. be like, "Hey man, you ready? Yeah, he has it's no time friends. to get married. Do you remember? Like, has, she has no one helping this happen. Why didn't she just come over there and pick him up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like your wedding, my wedding. We were engaged through like the entire day. Yeah, getting ready, doing for stuff. two days before. <laughs> yeah. Shoot. 
But no, he's just there at home. I guess he doesn't have a good friend. I guess not. I guess she doesn't have anyone to be like, hey, go to his house. Make he forgets. I know he forgets. Make sure he comes. It's like reminds me of like uh, Memento with like uh, Jenkins or whatever. How he's like that kind of screwed up test where he's like, oh, he will remember if I just (laughs) say that it's time for my shot, and he'll realize the love will spark in his heart, even though he has a condition he'll remember no nope, i'll but, just die yep. <laughs> but it, in the first bit of this movie i'm actually buying it i'm buying the whole thing that yeah he's absent-minded i kind of feel bad for him a little bit yeah. where where he, he genuinely wants to come and it just so happens what made matters worse in his opinion i guess he discovers the greatest invention of his life yeah the same night and his robots actively fighting to not get him there yeah she's in love with him which is such a strange dynamic what, the fact that he invented an AI <laughs> that is capable of love? Among many other things. And it is so nonchalant about it. So nonchalant This robot's like a trained like, advisor, like oh counselor. <laughs> I know, later in the movie, it, like Sarah's like, oh, hey, Weebo, oh, and yeah. come on in. Like, it's no big deal. Yeah. But of when course. she sees Flubber, she's like, my God, what did you do? You know, it's like, no. Yeah. But anyways, crazy. <laughs> what battery technology does he have in Weibo? That's what I want to know. Yeah, I want that in my phone. So I, I don't know what he does here <laughs> to invent Flubber. He he gets distracted where he he applies a little bit of electricity. We so do know that it's the it's the <laughs> Frankenstein thing, right? It, I mean, it's obviously a, a motif. It seems like it's just the science thing. Yeah, I guess from Frankenstein to like anything, it's like always. We mix a bunch of things together and then we happen. either like burn it or we like <laughs> put electricity to it. I mean, I'm under no delusion. There's a feasible <laughs> explanation that's given here as to like, oh, maybe I oh, can yeah. make flubber. It makes perfect <laughs> sense. Just got to follow the directions. Yeah. I mean, the science, it's it's, it's not it's there. It's very sound. Yeah. It's just a bunch of nonsense, which is fine. This is this is flubber. What do you come, what do you come here for? This is an interstellar yeah. where there's a <laughs> grounded explanation for this. Not that Interstellar is either. <laughs> Not so much. <laughs> but yeah, he makes Flubber. So, yeah. what do you what do you what are your what do you think of Flubber? I I think it's really cool. I could, think I probably could have gone without like it having a personality. Yeah, that's a new, it's very strange. That's it's a new like, thing. It's like there's already the robots and there's Weibo and I don't know. It's just it didn't feel like it added anything. It was just kind of there, you know. It was like they have the whole dance scene. It's like. Mm. What is this? I don't really get it. I think it's more of a detraction, honestly. It's like you have this thing and it has a personality. I mean, was it just to show off the CGI? And to be like, how do we make this look cool? I think it's make just it kind of like Disney. They like want to put a personality on everything, you know? It's very true. So I feel like that was kind of like a studio head maybe being like, you know, like give it real personality. Like like make everything kind of a character that maybe we could use for something else. Yeah. Because I don't know if like a creative would have scripted it that way. No, because it's not a character. Like it has a it has like almost a shadow of a personality, almost like more like sentience than an actual personality. It's yeah. It's weird. It How seems... does it know to like end the whistle tune? <laughs> it's like what? Yeah. The... <laughs> Yeah. It's all extremely flimsy, but the, the thing is, it, it's like, the, it's such a, because it's a half step, it's not entertaining. Like, you just yeah. see it do its thing, and you're like, okay. I was totally falling asleep in that dancing thing. I'm like, I remember this, but I'm too tired. 
That dance scene. We'll get there. Oh my god. <laughs> oh the boy. Ramba. <laughs> the ramba. The the flubber ramba. <laughs> but yeah. So what does it do? It that's the thing. What is it? It's bouncy, obviously. So the big thing I believe is the fact that you only have to inert a small amount of energy, and it is exemplified to an incredible amount of energy. So okay. like you put one x in, and it gives you a thousand x out. So it's a power source. That's kind of sort of because that's i mean that later on obviously we see the whole thing with the car and that's like the the main thing that they're like talking about you know we can make money off of it and we can actually change the world and all this stuff where maybe there's a brief uh outing with sports that we'll get to but so i guess that's i mean it's cool right i mean if you invented this it'd be amazing it would be amazing right it would change the world yeah Weibo. it would change battery technology it would change flight i mean everything yeah it it wouldn't be the way he you know did it but it would be able to power an airplane easily so he's right to be as excited yeah if this was real i mean this is obviously completely fantasy and ridiculous but if it really did do what he said it did yeah it would be really cool all right so flubber is established as being super cool it's called flubber (laughs) by the way what is it it's a flying rubber flying rubber which we we boat jibo whatever it says it's flubber But yeah, it's it's at the it's like he spends the entire night screwing around with Flubber, then he realizes at the break of him. dawn. That's what I'd be doing. Oh my god, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I mean, it's almost understandable because it's like, but the way it's played off is it's like you don't really understand the gravity of what he has done yeah. to like later. You just see it as like this weird bouncy fun. Until he starts flying, then goo. you're like, oh, you're like, oh, this is pretty. Once he flies to Ford and starts talking about it, you can talk. You, you see how beneficial this thing is. <laughs> But yeah, and okay. he has a radio, radioactive isotope. What he talks about gamma radiation. Obviously, I think of Thor, uh, not Thor, uh, the Hulk immediately, and I'm like, okay, so he's using gamma. How radiation. does he have a radio, radioactive isotope? I don't know, Luke. <laughs> I don't know. What Back this... to the future, making that deal with the Iranians. They make a joke later about how the teacher's salary is very poor, but uh, <laughs> so I have no idea. Yeah, exactly. Uh, how the this college just had a spare one laying around. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, we skipped the part where we were introduced to Christopher McDonald, you know, Shooter McGavin, his character. Yep. He's, uh, he established himself immediately as the bad guy. There's not, I <laughs> and mean, he's not as smart. He immediately says that. He's like, look, I'm not as smart. I'm here to steal all of your ideas yeah. and I'm going to steal your girlfriend. But you'd waste them anyways. So it's okay. Exactly. Yeah. You'd forget about him anyways. It's fine. Yeah. So like, all right, so it's at this point of the movie, like literally this point after he like goes to Sarah and he's like, I'm sorry. And she's like, no, get out of here. This, that was your last chance. Yeah. She's not impressed by his green goo. He decides to uh, kill himself. <laughs> he decides to kill himself and jump out the window. Yeah. <laughs> With Flubber in his back pocket. What happens to Flubber? Does it fly out? It like, it's, it's like, does it on purpose? Like, cause you hear mm-hmm. it go <laughs> or whatever. And then it like. Busts out of his pocket. I was like watching leaves. on my phone. I missed that part. Yeah, so Flur- <laughs> Flubber tries to murder yeah. the professor. So that's great. Even though Flubber's supposed to be like super in love with him and like he's like his daddy almost. Yeah, it as we see later. Like but this is our yeah. personality that they've given him. Oh, this will be hilarious. <laughs> so funny. But yeah, it, this is kind of where I start to notice something that's bothering me about this movie a little bit. That the absent-mindedness is very... Uh, kind of there when you want it. You know what I mean? Like, it seems like it's only there. What was the example? 
Well, he seems to be able to remember stuff. So he makes it all the way from his house to the um to the like the the school, apologizes to her, and that thread remains through the entire movie. Cause like the whole wedding thing, it's like he he'd forget it mid conversation. Yeah. It was like memento bad. It was yeah. so bad to where yeah. you're like Oh my gosh, I'm concerned. How are we going to get through a movie with this? He's like Dory from uh, Finding Nemo level <laughs> bad. This is really bad. Yeah. And now he's like able to remember things. Like you'd almost think he'd like, because it seems like he's able to remember things about his work, right? He's he would, He'll be able to remember Flubber. He's able to remember Weebo. He's able to remember like the things he works on. But he's not able to remember anything about interpersonal relationships yeah. in his life. This doesn't justify it, but I... I'll give you my theory on that. I I think I think what they were thinking of was that like his focus had shifted. Mm. So it's like before he just kind of took for granted her and the wedding and all that and it was like the shock of losing her like pushed flubber which he had already created at that point so it wasn't as important Mm -hmm. because he was saying like he was infatuated with an idea he was like you know how i can get infatuated with an idea so like now that he'd created it like it's still really important to him but he's kind of solved the problem so it's not like in his mind like Mm -hmm. nagging him and so like now his problem is solving his relationship with her so like now that's the thing that's replaced flubber okay so it almost felt like it was like Almost instead of like absent mind, it was like a one track minded professor. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's so not it's as catchy like, as a title, but yeah, I get that. <laughs> so it's like if he has one thing that he has to like fix, then then he can remember that thing. And so it was like, mm-hmm. okay, my problem is I have to get her back. So how am I going to do it? Okay, they have to win the basketball game, so I have to figure that out. You know, okay. and like everything that followed it was like my pursuit of like her. Because he's not, like, really working on Flubber in the meantime. Because yeah. he has it now. So now it's just like, yeah. how do I save the college with it? Because, honestly, like, after Flubber's invented, this is the plot now. It's getting Sarah yeah. back. It's yeah. saving the college. And at this point in the movie, we're introduced to, to Honecker. And I'm like, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, when they introduce yeah. him in the movie, I'm like, it's like whiplash. Well, they bring the kid in, too. And it's like, who are what? you? Yeah. You know, we'll wait. What? What? <laughs> it's so late into the movie. And then you're, like, introducing yeah. the, the actual main bad guy, really, I guess. And so it's... It was a very strange way of doing it. They should have mentioned it earlier in some way. Something. He should have came into the school, talked like, to the staff. This is the benefactor that kept the college going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because I didn't understand it first. All I know, I'm like, okay, this must be Honecker. He's supposed to be shutting the college down how is he doing this oh yeah. he's the one funding the college to make sure Which that you don't really understand why it's just <laughs> he is <laughs> all he said he was like the main reason i'm even doing this is so you can graduate so he's doing it for his son and he sent him to wrecker i don't know rutledge whatever it's called it's a very bad conceit <laughs> makes Luke. no sense that's the reason this they is have a, a much better baseball team <laughs> Yeah, maybe no he couldn't kidding. play on that team, but he could play on that one. Maybe, maybe he the, the other college wasn't corrupt enough to allow <laughs> this. I don't know, but that's probably it. It's a not it's not very satisfying as a plot no. <laughs> as for a conceit. As like, you're not like really super worried about this, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's because of because the professor won't give him a passing grade in chemistry is kind of what kicks him off because the kid suspicion. seems like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, he does, <laughs> or at least he's super lazy. Super lazy. And so, yeah, that that's pretty much it, I guess, as far as, like, what our plot is. That's all That's all the setup yep. we have. But whatever. Flubber, Sarah, 
and the rich dude. And it's goons, I guess. We get his goons, which he's like, yeah, go check up on the professor. And they go to his house and spy on him. I don't know what they're trying to do here. I don't know what Chester they Chester Honecker. <laughs> what a weird Strange name. name. <laughs> I don't know what they expect to see, but I do recognize this one guy. He's uh, Buffalo Bill from mm-hmm. uh, Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. With that very distinct, deep, deep voice, like, oh, well, the professor would do it. So really it's like almost like it has an effect on it, and it's really, it's really weird. But yeah. That, yeah, that's uh, Smith, I guess. I think so. It's this guy? Is that the one? No, no. Wait, no. No, no. It's not Clancy, not Clancy Brown. What's his, what's oh, his name? Well, then I guess I recognize both of them. Oh, yeah. He He's in Shawshank, so. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, here we just get a bunch of slapstick. Any of this funny? What do you think? How's the how's the cute? There's a lot of slapstick in this movie, obviously. Oh, they're like bowling ball, like golf bowling ball, ball golf ball. Yeah. yeah, just too dumb for me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving just, on. <laughs> no, I mean it, honestly, it's just not that great slapstick. It's not very funny. I mean, no. I mean, I didn't think him falling off the the off the out the window was very funny. I don't know. Yeah. The one thing I got a chuckle out of the kid. Um, the kid, yeah. that, that's a running gag throughout yeah. the entire Reoccurring movie. things like that. They're pretty funny. Yeah. I, the kids getting the crap scared out of him. I think it's pretty funny. So when he's running, <laughs> but him like saying, Oh, it's clogged up and then unclogging it and spraying it out the window and then uh, them bouncing on it. It's like, okay, no, no good. <laughs> <laughs> now we're up in a tree. How funny. No. Yeah. So they just kind of bumble their way out of there. They get beat, beat up and he's like, Oh, the professor certainly into something. I, I don't know. It, it's, so one thing that didn't make sense is the distance between his house and the kid's house who keeps seeing, you know, whatever them flying by and the guys <laughs> flying into the tree and his girlfriend, Sarah's house, the distance like doesn't make any sense. Are they living Weebo in the same flies over to her house like super fast, yeah. like at that one point, but then it like takes him a while to get over there in the car later on. <laughs> Yeah, it just it Maybe was strange. Maybe they all live in the same neighborhood. <laughs> I don't know. And like those guys bounce over to the kids' house, but then it like takes a while for like the golf ball to get or the flubber to like fly over to. It. It's yeah. like it seemed like the distances were like strange. It's it's weird, <laughs> but it's all for the joke, I guess. But I guess it's at this point he makes the big the big discovery that if I only do this, I can make the car fly. Yep. Pretty cool. Radioactive isotope. How do you think the visuals are here? This is 90, what, 97, you said? It's, like I said, you know, I watched like most of it on my phone, so I thought it looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, blow it up on the big screen. It doesn't look terrible. It's what you'd expect, honestly. It's par yeah. for the type of movie it is. We know we're not seeing Star Wars or some big budget <laughs> CGI movie in the late 90s. I don't know if a, that was a good example in the 90s. No, not so much. It's a, it's a mid-range <laughs> Uh, CGI fest yeah. a little bit here and it's not bad I think the flubber looks best when they really focus on it but when they're doing a lot with it is when it starts to look really cartoony and goofy when it's Seems like, like a challenging thing to do yeah so. especially for the time they didn't have nearly the sort of stuff we would dissimilate yeah, that 97, movie goo. 22 years now ago yeah crazy so I think we get our first weird thing about Weibo being in love with him she like projects oh, yeah well, that's actually like later on. Well, she projects. She a like hologram, talked about right? it earlier, though. Mm-hmm. Like talked about like not wanting him to like go to the wedding and like. Yeah, it's seated for sure. Where you're like, I get the sense that this is like a caddy <laughs> kind of thing. Where she's like, "That's my man." That whole thing's weird too, because she creates the like girl, 
and then does that and then acts like she's super embarrassed. But then like later on, it's in the computer and he sees it and she told him to like look at it. And then like, I guess that's his daughter, her daughter now. I don't know. That's a weird yeah, dynamic I don't too. Like it. <laughs> it makes me feel weird. Yeah. Robot girls are weird. Yeah, she creates the hologram thing. Again, very impressive, but creepy. <laughs> and they do the whole thing. Reminds me of Ghostbusters, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Um, so, yeah, he he gets the idea for this whole basketball thing because obviously Shooter McGavern is trying to get Sarah. Like, immediately he swoops in and tries to, like... <laughs> Uh, and she doesn't seem like she's really feeling it. Almost like this is totally a rebound thing. But they make a bet that yeah. what what is it? If if they well, okay, I don't understand. <laughs> what different teams are these? This is just like two different colleges. Yeah. They're at the same college. Which they look like high schoolers, <laughs> or at least his college does. Yeah, what on earth? <laughs> I don't I don't really get it. But whatever. So, so he's from Rutland College, and she. They're from whatever W, uh, okay. whatever college. What are they doing? What is he doing over there? I don't know. It, it's one of those things Just where he's trying I, to get Sarah. I guess. <laughs> I guess so. He's going to this different college to pick up one of the professors there. You know. Like I think they're know. all been like friends and stuff because like she knows him. And like she obviously invited him her, her to the him to the wedding. So. Yeah, the thing with him and the professor seems like a years long rivalry of some sort. Yeah. I don't know, but yeah, the the bet is if my team wins. Um, what you take me out to? I take you out to dinner if your team. No, it's the other way around. If my team wins. You're going to the mountains with me. If your team wins, I buy you dinner or something like. Even that. Even though she never even agreed to it. No, no, it's not not at all. But it seems like a lose lose situation for Sarah, and yeah. I guess a win win for him. Either way, he gets a date out of it of some sort. Definitely lose lose for the professor. Definitely, which he overhears. He's flying above them in his car, and so <laughs> he knows the stakes at this point. Isaac Newton. Uh, that was kind of funny. There's a few like things that Robin William does throughout the movie where I'm like, oh yeah, he is funny. That's right. We're watching someone who's he is very funny. funny. <laughs> yes, he is. Yeah, and so he gets the idea to to cheat. You know, right? Yep. yep. To cheat at of basketball. Course. Yep. He's gonna use flubber. As one does. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's. It, I mean, it's like poked at a little bit. Isn't this cheating? No. <laughs> it's cheating. <laughs> and I mean, it's so clearly cheating. Like what? The dude's flying like Space Jam across the court. Oh, my like, God. No kidding. What are we talking about here? So, yeah, there's a bunch of... Of course, of they're immediately disqualified. <laughs> immediately. You see, yeah, no, sit there's down. No rules. There's no rule for jumping too high or whatever he says. No, I think there probably is. There are... They're jumping over the freaking scoreboard. Performance-enhancing drugs <laughs> that if you jump too high, we might be a little suspicious of you. So, yeah. Especially when you're jumping from one end of the court to the other. Yeah, here's the thing. You can skip right to this this game. There's some hijinks in the middle, but let's go ahead and get to the game. He, like, <laughs> slicks up their shoes with this crap. And well, he puts, like, pins under yeah, it first that, like, wear shoes. off after a certain amount of time. The paint. To reveal he, like, the covered. flubber. Yep. It's actually kind of that's actually kind of. It's smart. always like making the same like wah, wah, wah sound. Yeah, <laughs> or whatever. I don't know. That's like flubber sound effect. I guess it's yep. weird. It's like this weird alien sound. It's flubber's voice. But here's the thing about this team. I, I'm almost not sure that this would help. <laughs> Can you imagine? They don't even seem like they know how to play basketball. No. Exactly. They seem like they're just like they picked them out of a class that they were in, and it was like, hey guys, we need a basketball yeah. team. Can you guys do it? 
Let's get the chess club guys to play basketball. Exactly. Have you guys ever played basketball before? No. All right, well, we need a team, so get out there. Because, yeah, they're doing terribly, but I don't think all the jumping high. Oh, you're going to sneeze. Here it comes. Are you going to do it? <coughs> yeah. All right, I think like none of the <laughs> dribbling at lightning speed or jumping high would be able yeah. to save this team. They would still steal the ball from you. Oh, yeah. They'd still steal the ball. They'd hurt themselves terribly. Yeah. They would jump high and land on their neck. Definitely hurt themselves terribly. But they seem to kind of home towards the basketball goal. But how it would be is you jump really high, you turn upside down, and smash it in the This is terrible. But you don't understand, Jordan. Flubber's moving their bodies towards I mean, the goal. Maybe. I mean, Flubber's we, also brilliant at basketball. Established at sentience. So maybe. <laughs> maybe it's like, I know what you guys Anything do. goes with Flubber, basically. I guess so. But they win. And so, yeah. Barely, yeah. Oh, yeah. They barely win, Some even crazy with crazy hijinks. <laughs> crazy hijinks, slapstick. The guy goes through the net, ball, body, and all. No rules about going through the net with the ball. Uh huh. No, uh-huh. there probably is. There probably is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Most likely there is. <laughs> Most likely. So, yeah. Haha, he lost the bet. She's still not impressed. He's like, Sarah, Sarah, look, I did it. Eh, he doesn't care. Eh, goodbye. <laughs> but here's where we get our dance number. While they're, while they're away, Weebo's here to play. Let's flub her out for no reason <laughs> just so we can have this scene. Oh, my gosh. This is the worst. They act like something terrible is going to happen, too, you know? He's like, make sure you don't take Flubber out. I know. Swear to me. She's like, <laughs> I swear it. And so it's like the devil. Like, Also, we haven't mentioned about all the cartoons she shows on her screen oh, constantly. Yeah. It's like Disney's like, you know, you should use some of our other cartoons in this movie. It's really stupid. <laughs> it's Goofy. It's Donald. It's all these, yeah. <laughs> it's to spell out silly clip to children the subtext because you see like the scene where he walks away they have a serious conversation and like it's revealed blatantly that she's in love with him because she plays a movie clip after he walks away on her head saying like I wish I could tell you how much I love you yeah. but I just or whatever and it's like okay yeah we get it yeah it's like it's all there it's just there to be goofy for the kids yeah. honestly. It reminds me of almost like it's, it's a constant. It's all never the time. ending. It's, While they're flying, it's like every couple seconds. Yeah, it's never funny. <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean I'm laughing now just because we're talking about because it's it, just the attempt is so feeble. <laughs> we're kind of laughing at it, but yeah, it, it, it's like it, it. It's like the thing. Imagine like if Bumblebee from Transformers did his radio thing, but also talked. <laughs> It's like needless, stupid, and awful. And did it a lot more. A lot more. That's another thing I didn't like about it. It was too much. Too much. It's just every scene she's in, she's doing it. But yeah, we get her dance number. And it's like, it's it's not good. Like, No, it's just really dumb. What's supposed to be good here? I mean, it's obvious trailer fodder. Like, you know, it's good for the trailer, right? Yeah, probably. To be like, oh, man. To add energy to the trailer and be like, oh, man, look at this CG. Because it's where they're showing off the CGI the most. It's one of those things where I guess maybe, like, kids might find this fun. Yeah, I mean. Like, maybe five and six-year-olds. It's definitely color and things moving fast on the screen. (laughs) I mean, I will say that. It's definitely that. I mean, and the thing that makes this worse is the fact that everything, 
everything is dancing along with them. Oh the gosh. toaster, the popcorn, the cleaning robot. The cleaning robot. It, oh, yeah, there's a cleaning robot. Reminds me so much of Iron Man's robot. <laughs> Definitely. It's like the dumber robot. It's not quite Jarvis. It's yeah. like... Yeah. The like, one he yells at. It's the one he yells at, exactly. <laughs> and, and it's just awful. It's all awful. It's a waste of time. It is time, as you said, to check your phone or yeah. maybe start dozing off. That's one that could have been left on the cutting room floor. Yeah, it's honestly just there for the trailer, just to add some <laughs> energy, I guess. To we didn't it. forget about you kids. <laughs> we didn't forget about your kids. <sighs> but yeah, anyways, that that's... That's that. What what happens next? I don't even. Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here. I don't remember what happens. Cheats it. Okay, let's see. Cheats at basketball. Flubber music video. Honaker sees him like flying away from the basketball game. I know that was kind of like a thing. That's right. And he's like, as a flying car or yeah. whatever. And he's he flying. Knows at that yes, point, yes, you heard me. He's flying. <laughs> yeah. At that point, he kind of realizes that he has something that he wants. And at the point where he comes home, he spills his guts to Weibo. And that's where we get the scene where she's like... She's the train counselor. I'm going to try to do the right thing and fly over to Sarah's house. She's like, oh, hi, Weibo. It's normal to have an AI robot come here and talk to me about my love life. Who's in love with my ex-fiance. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So she breaks into his house. Standing over him. At first, when I saw that, I'm like, was this a dream? I haven't seen this movie in so long. I can't remember. Like, no, she's here. There is a weird, strange dream like quality to it for sure. Because <laughs> I guess it's supposed to like flashback on like when Weebo was doing that too. Yeah, yeah exactly. So. so she's on board now. They go flying like. I guess sort She's of like immediately the, on board immediately. I guess like For not a lot of reason. Well, she won. I guess she's forgiven him and she's never really gotten an opportunity to actually see what flubber is. Cause every single time he's like, try to show it to her. It's but I like, mean her, her like forgiving him. Though, oh, it seems way too fast. I feel like if she was able to forgive him two times for missing the wedding, she didn't seem anywhere close before though. Like she no. should have seemed like somewhat close if she was just going to be like, Weebo talked to me. It's because he didn't say a lot different than he'd already said to her, really, no. in that clip. It's we're getting to the third act. Something has to happen. Yeah, we got to get her on board. Isn't that good? Yeah. I mean, it's what happens, but it's yeah, it's not justifiable. I mean, but yeah. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> they go flying in the car, like kind of all of the "Can you read my mind?" scene from Superman the movie, yep. sort yep. of. I guess. Yep. And what uh, Honecker? <laughs> they land and Honecker makes his um, makes his offer. So I want to talk about this offer. What is the offer? Like y- you I'm saw to remember me... which scene this was. So he's already at the house when they show up. Yeah, they come back and he's like, "Hey," and he's like there as like kind of to make a deal. He's not there to like to like bash his head in or anything yet. He's there to be like, "Hey, I want to buy this from you, and with that money, you could pay off." What, what I what the college owes to me and go on your way or whatever mm. and I can do whatever I need to do uh, with flubber and make money mm. make a business whatever and he says no yeah is that deal really that bad what is his like why is he so hesitant does he know the kind of person he is and is like you're gonna take over the world I with it I can't remember I'm trying to think I thought there was something the professor said about him to like justify him immediately saying no, but I, I can't remember how that conversation goes. It's the like, it's the classic thing you get. The whole you only care about money or whatever. Is that what he says? Something to that effect. Yeah. 
But it's all bullcrap because he goes to Ford and he said, I never seen so many zeros in my life. <laughs> I mean, obviously he cares about paying the college and all that stuff and he cares about his work. But he seems to be like, I guess maybe that's the reason. Maybe he's like, no, I need to oversee this. I need, this is a creation that. But he's also, just because he sees all that money from Ford doesn't mean like most of it's going to go back to the college. That's true. Because you also, when you, as far as I understand, when you sign up as a professor as a college, like, like most of that just goes straight back to the college. Yeah. Like when you create something. So like, mm-hmm. that's one of the unfortunate things about being in a college is you're kind of, you're under their thumb for you're like your creations. <laughs> in some, in some ways for your creations, it seems yeah. like you a little bit are. But I mean, I guess it's, it's good because you have all those resources and it's kind of going towards, Apparently you know, so. the betterment of everyone. Gamma radiation, you know. All the, the, <laughs> just the stuff you need, the ins and outs, you know. Yeah. Create nuclear weapons, whatever you want to mm-hmm. do, you know. I thought it was worth discussing because because he gives him an offer later, which is like an obviously evil, ridiculous offer. Yeah. But this one is like actually one you probably would think about. Like I don't see any reason where he'd be like, no, get out. You know what I mean? But yeah, I guess. Well, I think he wants the freedom to do what he wants with Flubber and yeah. the other guy not like. Because it's so early now, like he doesn't even know all the potentials of Flubber. Yeah, I think he wants some more time to like figure it out. But nuclear he weapons really have much time. You could just unleash Flubber <laughs> onto a enemy country. You could just here comes like a basket full of Flubber. Well, you could you could make a bomb out of it. I mean, sure. No, know. here here's the one you do, Luke. <laughs> Listen, you make a bat, you put a basket, and you get like thousands okay. of Flubber in there, hmm. and then you just flash a light, and then they just go berserk all over the country. Oh my god! But they don't really hurt people. If you no. notice that, they like no. hit people, and it's just goofy. They can. Oh, never mind. We'll get there. <laughs> so, yeah, he refuses them, and they blatantly threaten him. They say, watch your back, professor. And that's when they go to Ford. And uh, yep. in my opinion, they should also be going to Microsoft as well because they, again, <laughs> invented AI and be like, hey, yeah. could you reverse engineer Weibo because we did it? <laughs> yeah, Cortana would have been so much better. Oh my gosh, if exactly. Gotten, gotten this in 97. <laughs> hey, Weebo. <laughs> That's what we all could have been saying. But no, he goes to Ford, which still probably a good idea. Yeah. It's yeah. always interesting to see like a, an actual company in this, you know? Yeah. I always thought, for some reason, I always remembered that Ford scene and then like, I felt like they were in the middle of like a wheat field. Because I feel like, I guess they show a wheat field and then they show Ford. Mm-hmm. But then when they actually fly up, it's like actually in a city. I don't know. For <laughs> <laughs> this this movie I watched a lot when I was younger, so mm. I always had like an image that the Ford office was in the middle of this giant <laughs> wheat field in like Nebraska or something, and that was like, you know, the headquarters of all of the Ford activities. You just had a vision, Luke, of where the actual <laughs> headquarters are in there. It actually is, Luke. We're actually in trouble because that's a secret headquarters <laughs> where they're actually working on their flubber machine. They just happened to put it in a Disney movie. Yeah. Oops. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, they really should have brought Weebo along to go to Microsoft or something because instead she's at home getting her head smashed in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Also, why wouldn't you just take the flubber with you for safekeeping? Why would you just leave it in a container in your basement? In my house. You know this guy wants to steal it. I like, know. He said, watch your back. How hard would it be to just bring it with you? In this little container. Just put it in the back seat. It's fine. I mean, he also, he obviously has it with him because the car is flying. So there's obviously flubber in the car. I don't understand. So he didn't steal all of it. I don't understand how it works. Is he like upset? 
it, like flubber maybe seems that's to the like, original and like he made some more for the I car guess it seems like during the music video there's a there's this flubber after flubber after flubber it doesn't yeah. really even matter it just like transmutate exactly <laughs> if there's anything that music video taught us yeah so I don't know. It's he it does seem arbitrary, right? That it's like they stole Flubber. It's like yeah. if, if it's the only one. But have the Flubber in the car? <laughs> no, they stole it. <laughs> but yeah, we get our sad Weebo getting uh, getting brained by these uh, these guys breaking in who steal Flubber. And okay, maybe maybe I'm just a sap. Maybe I'm just a softy. That is kind of a sad scene a little bit. I, I thought, Weebo. you know, Weebo when he's like trying to talk to her and she can't talk. And <laughs> I'm just like, oh, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. There, there's a lot of scenes like this in the 90s. I'm thinking Short Circuit 2 where the robots, <laughs> yeah. the robot death scene. Of course. You know, it's like, Weebo, can, can you talk, say something? And it's just the way it's just like kind of jittering. I need to find an extension cord to charge her. His solutions. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure it's more than that. His solutions, I'm like, what? She's leaking battery She's fluid. Like, what? That. Yeah. It's red like blood. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> of course. But yeah, just the way it's like going and kind of twitching a little bit. I'm like, oh, come no, on. It's, it's the dog. You know, it's the dog dying or whatever. Oh, Obviously not that sad because no, it's definitely fict- not that sad. fictionalized robot voiced by Ariel. But, you know, <laughs> still, I'm not crying or tearing up or anything, but I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. The lady did a really good job. She yeah. did do. I'd imagine as a kid, and I think I was because I did remember the scene watching it as a child. I haven't seen this since I was a child, but I remember this upsetting me. Maybe yeah. not running to my mom crying, but she just like, put a lot of character in the voice. Yeah, so it like really brought it to life. She's a professional voice actor. I feel like she did her job well. And makes a big difference, character. you know, who who voices a character. Mm-hmm. And there can be like, what's his name from Star Wars? <laughs> um, freaking what? Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. There can be that, or there can be Weibo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the spectrum of, <laughs> of voice acting bottom to voice acting top. Jar Jar to They Weebo. just made a lot of poor choices with Jar Jar. Yeah, I blame the studio for Jar Jar. They should have done more like Weebo. Yeah. But yeah, she's dead. And uh, we get our uh, our replacement Weebo. I guess the tease for what Baby we'll see. Weebo. Baby Weebo. It's weird because it, it immediately it's weird when she's like, take care of my daughter. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, ugh. Wouldn't it just be you evolved? But okay, exactly, because you think you're just getting another version of her. But it's it's a real death, it's like a real AI. Because apparently, like when this one comes about, she's acting like a teenager. Yeah, I know, and, and it's like when uh, it's so funny because like she's <laughs> the professor's asking Sarah, he's like, "Where does the soul of a machine go?" <laughs> I'm like, nope, not this movie. This is getting weird. <laughs> not this movie. This is not Ex Machina. <laughs> We're not. Yeah. He, this is not uh, Blade Runner. We're not here to discuss this. <laughs> Way too far. So yeah. yeah, it's almost like kind of an afterthought. They're like, "Yay, we solved the solution. Now we can focus on the the climax." I guess. Yeah. Going to. It's weird because like I the way it's like framed. I was expecting something different because they're like, mm, it's like the zoom in on his serious face as he's flying to Honecker and yeah. he's just there and he's, he's walks about to in, kick butt. Yeah, and he just walks into the front door. <laughs> You busted up my robot. Yeah. There's hell to pay. Exactly. Like he's going to do some surprise attack and unleash a bunch of technology Nin- on him. On them. 
which I would argue, I mean, might, <laughs> I'm not ninjutsu, but this is pretty bad. Yeah. This, I, I said. Do the, it for Weebo. No. I say that several it. times. Stop it. I hate. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so, yeah, he, he, it's all a trick. He all, all to get Flubber and make him go berserk. It's all just leading up to that. We find out that Shooter McGavin. It's so funny. the The villainous parts he has actually makes me laugh. I don't think I don't know if it's intentional, but like when Shooter McGavin's being just like, like the reveal of him when he closes the laptop and stands up and he's like, "Hello." It's just like like, people didn't know. Like you didn't know exactly. Like who else could it be? It's literally the only other (laughs) character, professor too. The only other person in this movie that's not in the room. That's a character. It's all. Is it going to be the kid who's scared of? You've scared me for the last time, professor. (laughs) But like. Yeah, we also got that scene earlier that I love. I it's uh, I don't love very much in this movie. This isn't intentional. It's so bad it's good kind of thing where he misses the wedding and uh, he's just there and he pours the rice out <laughs> with a villainous <laughs> smirk. It's so funny. I love this actor. I really do. He's not like good, but he's like so obviously evil. Old shooter. Old shooter. I kind of love him. <laughs> but yeah, this is awful. Other than that, this yeah. is awful. I mean, what what can you say? Yeah, a lot of dumb stuff here. I okay, so it may sound like I am just going ham on this movie, but I I honestly I came in being like, all right, it's Disney. Uh, we have a CGI budget. We're in the nineties. I mean, I've, I've heard of this movie. How <laughs> bad? Can you it haven't be? seen this movie? No, no, I've seen it, but okay. like I saw it as a child. You yeah. know, and you see something as a child. It's been that long, huh? Yeah, I was definitely a okay. child the last time I viewed this movie. Wow! And so I'm seeing it through the eyes of a man. <laughs> we were around ten when this movie came out. Yeah, we were quite young, and it was around that time, like when it was on video, when I saw it, like right when it was released yeah. on video, I saw it a few times. So probably at ninety eight. Yeah. yeah. So key scenes are there, but most of this has been stricken from my memory, <laughs> just like the professor himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean the movie's so much of good and bad, you know, it's such a mixed bag. It's very much there's so. some really stupid things, and then there's some some good, you know, lighthearted fun. There's char- some fun core. Amongst the poop, which here at the end here, I will say there's some poop during this climb. It's one of the worst fight scenes maybe yeah, I've seen. It is. It's just all embarrassing. All the just yep. bouncing around the little rubber bunches as he punches. She punches him like a million times. And here we get <sighs> the flubber part when he flies down Shooter McGavin's mouth. Oh, my gosh. Comes out of his booty. The butt exit part. The butt exit. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> I could have done without that. Yeah, so they they beat the crap out of him and steal Flubber back. There's yeah, that, that, and then they rip him, you know, to shreds from the inside out. Yeah, after we Flubber, never see him Flubber again. Flubber would have just killed him at that point. Yeah, we never see these characters like oh, like later on in the like on hospital bed or whatever. Because yeah, Shooter's dead. He's dead. <laughs> Irreparable internal damage. Seriously, <laughs> he's dead. He's gone. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what do we get here? It's, it's, it, he still doesn't come to the wedding. <laughs> I know. It's such a weird thing. Like, she's accepted him for who he is. Yeah. He's a fool. <laughs> Screw him. He No. He should be at the wedding. Absolutely. He, it's ridiculous. He's, he's there working on just 
something. Yeah, like what? You can't just work on that like an hour after the wedding. He he's even amidst the wedding, and he's like, oh, and he's just kind of like Still pouring crap. It's a completely balanced solution, <laughs> chemical solution. There's no way it will explode. <laughs> it's like he already knows it's gonna explode before it does. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Boom! <laughs> That was the wrong vial. <laughs> <laughs> Must have been. But... Wait, kerosene. <laughs> <laughs> so they fly. They get together at some point and fly off into the sunset. Uh, yet again, one... he'd be dead. Yet again, <laughs> they're scared. They're they're like flying like so high into the sky. Like they're they're meeting an airplane. So I don't know yeah. how safe this is for their breathing. The poor kid. One last time, traumatized for his flubber comes up on his face. <laughs> like what? As this kid pisses himself on his plane, <laughs> the movie is over. Dad, you're a liar. <laughs> was there a post-credit sequence? No, I skipped through it Thank trying you. to find one. But I appreciate it. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't do it this time. <laughs> I said never again after that whole uh, she's having a baby situation where you I missed, missed a good one there. Yeah, where I missed fifteen. The best part of the movie <laughs> of post-credit sequence. <laughs> But here, I was just like, all right, I got other stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. You made, you made a good choice. Yeah. I had other things to watch. Other th- I, had, I had food to cook. I you know. Life to live. Life to live. Yeah. So anyways, Flubber. Oh, Flubber. I kind of wish you were Nathan Hayes, but. Yeah. Nathan you were Hayes. Flubber. Well, always <laughs> lie awake. The one that got away. Wishing above the Nathan Hayes that could have been. <laughs> Hard guess. I mean, I don't know. It could have been the worst movie. Yeah, it's probably terrible. Who knows? (laughs) So hard to achieve. In our minds, it's a great movie. Yeah, so hard to get. We even couldn't get it. We like we pulled out Dutch and Class Reunion, but we just couldn't do it. Maybe before a final, final movie. Maybe we'll try to. Maybe if there's any generous uh, donors (laughs) listening to the podcast who wants to fund our viewing or maybe (laughs) send us a copy you found buried somewhere in the it's Caribbean. probably at the freaking library, man. It seems like it's something that would be in the depths of some public library. It does sound like a library movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, moving on, I guess. <laughs> moving on. I mean, this is isn't like... It's just brainless. Honestly, that's yeah. the main thing about the movie. Like, There's nothing that's like, huh, that's a good idea. Robin Williams was the best idea. Yes. It was a good casting. That's the right choice. I mean, it's just everything else I think let him down, honestly. Yeah. The writing let him down. The direction Sarah let him was down. fine. Sarah, she was fine. There was no one. I don't think any actors in here were terrible. I think it's all just the story and yeah. the, the framing of these these spectacles are just. They did fine with what they were given. Yeah. You, yeah. you are not holding your sides during any of these slapstick moments. You're not just kind of rolling your eyes instead. Yeah. Yeah. No difference between us here, I think. Yeah. It was an enjoyable enough movie. (laughs) Yeah. So what's in our future, Luke? So we are getting near the end now. So we are finally hitting one of the big two. All right. One of the movies that this podcast is actually named after. So 16 Candles, one of the big ones. One of uh, my, I think it's my wife's favorite movie. Whoa. Oh my gosh. I think you haven't seen this one. Is that right? I have seen it once. It's been a while, but I have seen it once. I'm looking forward to diving into it. It's weird after it feels like so long since we've seen Molly Ringwald. Yeah. But here we go. Yep. Pretty and pink. Two big ones. Felt like it was so long ago. (laughs) Oh my gosh. 
so yeah we have two more episodes left um that'll finish out october and then just another reminder we'll be taking off november that's our schedule right now and starting back up on the 5th of december so christmas yeah these are these are kind of the two ones that we were saving for the very end but uh we decided to do kind of a christmas month we're gonna do three episodes in december so festive we are yeah we're gonna go right up until the week before christmas so I'm excited. I okay. can't wait to talk about these two movies. These are two of two of my top movies, probably in my top ten. I, I really enjoy these movies. So excellent. Looking forward. Spoiler to it. on what I think of these <laughs> movies. <laughs> but I'm excited to talk about them. Me too. So yeah, thank you guys for stopping by and listening. And you guys have a great week. See. You.